You are now listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome once again to another edition of Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is your Thursday afternoon audio archaeology where we dig deep into your past that may or may not be embarrassing and play it for everybody to hear. If you want to listen on the go, download the Radio Free Brooklyn app. You can do so by going to the Google Play Store for Android or the App Store for iPhone and download the Radio Free Brooklyn app. It's very, very small in size, and it won't take up much room in your device. It's awesome to have because, quite frankly, it's cool to be able to have one click of a button that you can just play any and all the Radio Free Brooklyn programming that is offered to you, the listener. It is so much that's going on 24-7. If you want on the newsletter, you can be on the mailing list for that. Radio Free Brooklyn, R-E-A-D-I-O Free Brooklyn, only comes to your inbox once a month and tells you all about the fun, exciting new events, including Radio Free Brooklyn's three-year anniversary. I know we just passed and I'm like such a moron, I totally forgot that it happened. (laughs) We already were past the three-year mark here on LNR, but you could sign yourselves up for that at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Finally, if you want to be on the show, you can absolutely reach out to us and tell us what you may have. Any videos, uh, you know, recordings, fun, exciting relics of your past that you would love to share with us on the show. Email us, lostandrewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Now there is no time to delay. We must begin. Now. Done. What are you doing? You're you turning down your. Here. She's here, and yeah, you're turning the, us down already. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> hell no. Was hell that, no. Was that my voice scrouching, or was that just both of us together? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can't hear it. So <laughs> I'm blissfully ignorant. On the show once it. again, my cohort is always Mr. Will Hasty. How you doing, Elon? And our darling friend from not very far away. She lives in the neighborhood. She but does. Don't, but, but, but don't tell anybody. No. Um, <laughs> and she can be heard otherwise every Saturday here on RFB from. 3 to 4 p.m. and 7 to 8 p.m. for uh, Dunsun and uh, Art Star Scene Radio, uh, respectively. I said Art Star Scene Radio. Catherine Dunn. I did say yep. it, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to get it right. Uh, it's just one word. Welcome It's back, all ass at Catherine the end of the day. Dunn. It is. It, it's really just ass. It's an hour of ass. 
<laughs> and joining us, our uh, guest today, Will, uh, please introduce our guest. Uh, it is my great pleasure to introduce the wonderful Catherine Grant, who is a professional improviser and comedian. She's on the indie team Too Nice, and you can see her, in fact, this weekend on the Striker stage at the People's Improv Theater, otherwise known as The Pit, at 123 East 24th Street. Hey, Catherine Grant. Hey, that's me. That's you. We have two Catherines. <laughs> Double Who's Catherine? confused. No, it's not confusing. You guys have two different spellings, no? It's true. It's all good. And maybe different love languages. Different love languages. I'm. Uh, what is a love language? A love language is what you like to receive in relationships. So it could be gifts, words of affirmation, That's quality a- time. Well, I thought she was talking about actual languages we spoke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if there was a love language that... Uh, okay, so... I mean, I feel like love languages are a language. Sure, they're they're their own language. It's a form like of twin speak. Okay, let's, let's like twin speak. Round table here. What's uh, our love language? <laughs> what, or since you brought it up, um, Catherine uh, Grant, what is your love language? Quality time is my love language. Quality time. Nice. What define quality time? So, I like to spend lots of time with the people I love in deep conversation, connecting with them, being near them. Yeah. Gifts don't get me excited. Gifts don't get you excited. What about you, Will? Do gifts get you excited? Um, I've honestly, I've, I don't think I've ever gotten a gift from a significant other that I was really super excited about. It honestly, it tends to be more. I love physical contact, like touchy feely stuff, and so, I am yeah. very much about the verbal affirmations because I am a needy little bitch. Catherine Dunn? I would say that I'm needier than the other two before me because I also like (laughs) gifts and I'm incredibly needy emotionally. So I require around-the-clock attention. Uh, I want to know that you eat, sleep, drink, breathe me. And I also want stuff. Yes. (laughs) Stuff isn't so important for me. I'm probably in the same camp as our our, our guest, Catherine. I appreciate the quality time, the one-on-one conversations. But that sort of speaks to how I feel when I am in a large room when there's uh, people that I like but I don't really feel like I'm very good at the cocktail chatter. Like I'm obviously, really? I'm, I'm chat- I would not say that about you. Ooh, you, you have not, you have not been with me at many parties. My, my friend, you should see <laughs> I, when it comes to like where I thrive best, hanging out with like a room full of, of three other people where I can talk to. That's my jam. When I have to like be at a room with like, there's a lot of people and I have to like make conversation and be entertaining. I fucking hate that. I um, thought you said cocktail chatter and I'm like, I would prefer we, that over cocktail. I chatter. think I would too. Yeah. Cocktail, that I can handle. cocktail chatter. Just, you know, you, you, someone doesn't have to worry about doing any of the work. <laughs> and then you, they could just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting. I think we have different views on that. <laughs> Well, I think it would depend on where you're going. Anyway, um, so different role, different roles being played here in the cuck chatter. In our love uh, languages, indeed, cucking is a part of love language, I suppose. Yeah, it absolutely, absolutely is, isn't it? But that wouldn't be your jam, Catherine. No, it would not be your jam. Cuck holding is not really your. Uh... No, and I'm reading Sex at Dawn at the moment, and I'm what learning... is Sex at Dawn? Sex at Dawn. It's a really interesting nonfiction book about is our nuclear families and monogamy. You know how we're supposed to be designed, and so they're studying bonobos and older groupings of human beings looking at our sex lives and like why it's so hard to be in a marriage or monogamous relationship and not be 
sleeping with other people. Do you think that uh-huh. being in a place like New York City where there is more distraction versus somewhere that is probably less populated, uh, you know, kind of falls into lockstep with that kind of belief? Uh, you know, the ease, like the convenience. There's so many people around versus, you know, you have, it's a lot harder when you're more isolated. Or you're more bored, so more likely to do it. That's true. Or a plethora of more you know, I, intellectual conceptions of love. And so therefore, you have more opportunities to maybe spread your wings and try something new. Where are you from originally, Kath G? <laughs> I'm by KG as well. So KG. KG. Oh, awesome. Very KG. KG. I'm very KG. <laughs> She's Katie. You're KG. Okay. K- <laughs> KG. K- <laughs> KG. No, KG. Uh, K- Catherine, um, where, where are you from originally? Born outside New York City, but grew up outside of london okay so how'd that happen uh, my dad's job brought us there what's that uh he works for a bank a bank he's a lawyer yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and your uh experience of being now in the city how long so how mm. long un- until uh you moved back to new york officially so i was in england for seven years so all of middle school all of high school so i'm definitely you know, American accent, American being, but also very English in a lot of ways. And I sure. think it ties back to the party description you were describing. Like, I take longer to get to know. And then once you know mm-hmm. me, I'm an open book. I imagine that there are much different sort of pleasantries that come with socializing at that age in a different country. Um, or, or is it not so different? And how did you find yourself acclimating to growing up not necessarily British, but not at all and not anywhere close to America? Great question. Um, my high school was an international school, so half the student body was American expats like us, and then there was a sliver of British, and then the rest came from absolutely all over. So I really like environments where everyone isn't American because I like the mix and exchange of ideas. I like to travel quite a bit with international groups when I can save up enough money for that. But it was interesting because you'd have British culture on TV and in the supermarket, and you were very aware of your Americanness, but you couldn't help but pick up Britishisms. And I think I have certain verbal tics that when I got to college after being in England, people would sort of call me out and say, like, why are you saying that? Like what? You call the trunk um, boot? Um, a car park is a parking lot. Okay. Um, instead of saying... I'm going to the loo. <laughs> instead of saying, is it supposed to rain? We say... Is it meant to rain? <laughs> like, what is huh. meant? What is meant for this weather? This rain is not meant for us. Right. And it quite sounds quite you know, sophisticated. Is it meant to rain? So yes. little things like that would come mm. about. Um, and then we didn't have typical prom. We didn't have typical sure. football. All that jazz. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but you had other customary uh, events that happened there. What, what exactly uh, stood out? Wait, can we define customary events? Customary. Customary. Event. customary What's customary? Yeah, exactly. Like, right, like uh, rites of passage sure. or coming of age yeah. events. Indeed. So they tried to have prom, I should clarify. They did? Wait, but tried? They tried to have prom, but... Could have been the Just social once. group I was in. Get <laughs> <laughs> it? Like uh, they were. It's almost like they were trying to to please the American parents who like wanted to take photos of their kids at that age going to a prom. Oh. Um, but no one was buying into it because there. Although there are tons of American students at this school. How many students do you think probably at your graduating class at least? Fifty out of the one hundred. It's not wow. So yeah, like that's a, impressive. Around that. Yeah. Um, 
but we'd go to prom and then people would kind of be like, this is dumb. And uh, <laughs> and everyone what? bailed halfway through. And it was in London one year. So everyone just went clubbing or pubbing afterwards, so, like either went to a club or went to a pub mm. just to like drink and leave the stupid event. Um, but a lot of us Americans got all dressed up, but a lot of people didn't uh, have dates or care about this event. But I don't know how much Americans care about your guys's prom. Like when you went, if you cared, but I didn't. You didn't? I didn't go. You had the option to go, though. Yeah. Did you have a date that would have wanted to go with you? I had more than one limo to go in. Like, it wasn't like I couldn't go. I didn't want to. I was given the option of, like, equipment, like, photo equipment or prom dresses and shit from Mm -hmm. my mom. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. Equipment. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Oh, right on. Yeah. I mean, did did you have, I mean, was there a date? Was there somebody who had asked you out or somebody you had asked out? I can't remember, but probably. And I don't, that wasn't like the issue. Like, I don't know who I was dating that day. I think I had like an older boyfriend that wasn't even in high school. Exactly. But I mean, they could, um, prom dates could always uh, come over and not necessarily be a part of the student body. I mean, that was, that that, that was par for the course, I think. What about you, Will? Did you have a prom at all? Yeah. Our prom was always something called the boat, where we would literally just take a boat around Manhattan Island. And so it was when the teachers who had all grown up, you know, seeing us change and had become our professors and our mentors in various ways would just get on the same boat and we'd all get wasted together. And it was amazing. I'm Sounds sure. Fun. Oh yeah. my god, it was awesome. And I honestly, I honestly remember it just being fun because you're getting to it. It's sort of like, all right, for tonight, carte blanche. You are no longer teachers. You are all friends. Let us hang out. And of course, the teachers like had a sense of propriety, right? They were that was that didn't become mm-hmm. like a grope creeper fest. Yeah. It was legitimately like you're a guy. You have no idea. You know what? That's absolutely fair. Shut that's absolutely yeah. fair. That's yeah. absolutely fair. But I, I, I'm starting with Kay Dunn on that. No, that's absolutely yeah. fair. You know, you know what? You know what? There's there's absolutely <laughs> truth in that. But like, but like, because like, I mean, imagine how clueless I am now. I was more in high school, so it was definitely. It, but I had. I just remember it being a shitload of fun. Like, because it was. I remember it just being. You know, it was very meaningful. Honestly, Kay Grant, when you were going to high school, your uh, involvement with the academics was stronger than that of your creative involvements. Or what was? Uh, what, what were you known for? And did you like have a, a, a concentration or a study, if you will, <laughs> in high school? And you know, at, at, not at uni, but uh, at, <laughs> in in primary, well, in, secondary in primary school. school and secondary school. In sec- exactly. In upper school. Yes. Um. I was known as a theater kid. Um, I was definitely known as a good student, too. I think those two things coupled together meant no prom date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a good Venn diagram for yeah. no date to prom. You, did, you didn't have a date for your prom? No. Either year. Either year. a junior and senior. No. Gotcha. No um, I, I made a hand puppet for my junior year prom date. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> He's not, though. <laughs> it's still his date. There was actually a dance when I, I think I was in sixth grade where I asked someone else. I didn't know. I didn't learn the rules yeah. yet. So on MSN Messenger, I wrote this kid and I was like, hey, we should go to the dance together. And we had been chatting online before that. And then he um, jumped off Messenger after that request. Oh, no. Damn. So, I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. It's it's a hard time because when you're not in the group or the girl that that people want to ask out, you you know, you have great friends, you have great family, but you do still want like guys to think you're cute and I had terrible preorthodontia teeth. So I always thought it was because of that and then the teeth got fixed and I was still super shy, so it never really happened. Um, you so you had braces? Uh, I had oh so much. You had I've had more? I've had more than full. that. Yeah, I've had headgear. I've had um, a palate expander. 
I've had. Oh, God, what's a pallet? Wait, what's wait a... the one where you had to like actually crank it, crank it yourself? There's a key. It's a metal key that you insert into this retainer okay. so that every week, you know, you, you expand it so that you can then expand your upper palate. Got it. Got it. It's and like then, the single most painful thing in the world. It's, it's not very, that bad. I had it and I, I liked it. I had it too. I liked it. Wait, did everybody here at the table have braces? We all had the expander. I never had the expander. What is going on here? I well, thought you didn't have a baby mouth. I guess we not. All had baby mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Small I, weird baby mouth. I, I, I want my baby mouth. I, I do baby. recall that I did not. <laughs> You're so jealous of our baby mouth. Do you not like the baby mouth? You're, did you, all, you wish you had a baby mouth? I, look, all I'm going to say is, is that you all have much better teeth than I do because I was supposed to leave my retainer in uh, you know, more, most nights and me being the ADD pud that I was and still am in many respects, I did not uh, accomplish that. So I uh, retain a little bit of a, uh, a, a gap, no pun intended. But um bum <laughs> but hey, I mean, okay, so it's cruel out there when you're a high schooler with a, yeah. uh, you know, a headset. Bad, bad teeth. Yeah, and there was another retainer that I've never encountered another soul that's had this retainer. It has a, a top piece and a bottom piece, and they lock into place, and it's it's to bring your lower jaw forward. So I had both an overbite and an underbite, so my orthodontist was trying to get my jaw to come forward so it could meet my top row of teeth. And so this one was the worst because it meant that when you have it in, your mouth is like open at all times. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to go photo or I don't know, go to class. Right. You have to wear this thing. And it was so embarrassing. That is. I got all the time. Exactly. It's like out of horror. Like, just yeah. ask somebody who has wrongfully shit on. Hey, can you go to dance with me? <laughs> I don't know how to Right? Go like, that's the image he has in his mind when he's jumping off messengers. Like, me with an open mouth with plastic and metal. Well, wait, mm. plastic, metal, and, like, just a layer of spit. That Probably. Just to, oh, God, Maybe some Catherine, lunch. I'm sorry. Maybe some lunch. How long Delicious did you have lunch? it for? That one was pretty brief. I think it was just the fact that it was such a sequencing of plastic and metal. I remember going into my bathroom after an appointment my dad had taken me and i'm just crying because it's painful the first yeah. time you get the expander on and i just didn't want to have the orthodontia anymore and i was probably still hung up on that stupid dance and i was just crying in my bathroom and my dad he's so funny he came in he was like he's not great with you know sensitive stuff <laughs> um, but he came in and he was like hey what's going on i was like i just don't want to wear this stuff anymore dad like it's so mortifying and he goes Catherine." But you don't want to look like a British woman with horse teeth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Oh, wow. God. And that was enough. I had the image in my mind. I was like, yep, okay. You're like, I'm in. All right, I'm fine. In. Horse teeth? No way. I'm Defy out. Defy the horse teeth. Um, <laughs> Wait, did you have the expander that was la like latched onto your back molars or like, or the one like in the middle? Because I had the one that was at the very back of your palate. No, I didn't have that one. <sighs> I hated that key, that fucking like single pin key. Yeah, single pin key. Fuck. And but to make it more fun, they have you select little cartoons to place in the plastic. <laughs> so I remember pick I picked like like a ladybug and like a frog maybe. Oh my god, what I picked plastic? a ladybug too. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Wait, what plastic? So like no, in, like the, in the retainer. Oh, that's for not us it was like part of the retainer oh. to make it like personalized to you. Of course, like you put like your favorite sports <laughs> team or something on the the sure. bottom. Sure. <laughs> Are you an only child, or do you have other siblings? I have five siblings. Excuse me. I will not be excused. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty gnarly. Wow. Okay. Uh, where do you stand in that roll call? Well, obviously, I'm a middle child because I do improv. Because I need attention. <laughs> is, is Happy <laughs> birthday 
Unloved middle child. <laughs> middle child of uh, mostly boys or girls? Mostly boys. All right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you have a sister though? Yes, I have one sister. And are you older, older or younger? younger? Yeah. I'm older. Okay. So the two of you had some sort of camaraderie, if you will. What was that like? If you know, being in a sea of boys. My sister's my best friend, and I definitely couldn't do without her. I live with her now in the city. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and I used to live with one of my older brothers until recently. So we're extremely close as a family. Yeah. Wow. Um. So even if stuff wasn't going great at school, like if we didn't feel totally popular and cool, um, we had each other and we were super close. So that's oh like my our- God. Did that almost totally make up for it? Was it a safe place? Was it something you looked forward to? Were these the people you were like, my day's over. I cannot wait to go hang out with brother X or brother Y. Yeah, I think we really enjoy each other's company. And my, my favorite memory is with my sister and I, and we talk about this all the time. It's just her laying on one couch, me laying on the other, watching TV and just like riffing and commentating on stuff oh, and making great. fun of it. Like that was our love language, that quality time. Yeah. And uh-huh. we, if, when we do that now, I feel like I'm like returning to the womb. Like if her and I watch Queer, <laughs> Queer Eye and just like talk the whole time. Oh my, do you get into those states where you just like, you got you guys just can't stop making each other laugh yeah. and it just becomes this sort of like, I'm now high on laughing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, oh God. And that's, I, that's like a part of my childhood that I idolize and have never been able to get back to. That's so awesome. Yeah. And, that's and that's why most of my clips and most of the stuff that, we would make growing up was our own home movies and stupid shit and making each other laugh because we just thought we were the funniest things ever. We're going to get to that in the next half hour because we are excited to hear what you have provided to us. You have a few films of which are over 10 years old. So I am jazzed already. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. But let's backtrack a little bit. So you're talking about doing all these creative projects with your sister. Clearly you're not the only theater or theatrical uh, sibling of of the grandkids. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. It is, our dinner table is just so much fun because you- <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, that's oh, gotta be amazing. When, pe- when significant others or friends come, they're just like sitting Oh back, my God, like, frozen in fear? They don't know where to cut in. Yeah. Jokes constantly, riffing constantly. And of course, we're just referencing back to inside jokes and memes that we've built over the years. So we're not only like retelling stuff, we're building new stuff. We know how to push people's buttons. So my fantasy is that I can get my whole family to do improv with me. Um, <laughs> so I'm slowly chipping away at that journey. Um, but yeah. I'm just envisioning trying to get any of my family members. I have just a very small, just the four of us. It's my sister and my mom and dad and I. And I can only envision just like thinking, trying to do an improv set with uh, the three of them. <laughs> that just seems entirely impossible. Um, yeah, neither of my parents are very theatrical. Would either of you, Will or Kadon, be able to accomplish such a feat? I mean, my mom would love it. My dad would sit there and riff off the dumbest dumbest jokes my little brother would be like but what is this why am i dealing with this and just pull out his phone and just like start completely disengaging yeah mom and dad would love it honestly yeah mom and dad would love it well i mean then you clearly have some work to do at getting uh, them to do a, <laughs> something like what k grants here what about you k don I think my grandmother wouldn't do it. My mother probably wouldn't do it. My stepfather might do it. And my cousins, maybe. Yeah. And that would be fun. Like my one cousin, uh, Alexis, she and I are both cancers. And we kind of have this weird connection, almost like twins, to the point where for one, I think it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, because she lives in Florida with her family. um, But they were visiting New York. And I don't know how young she was, but young. And uh, somebody would say, like, guess an animal. And then we would say the same animal or like guess a number. And we would say the same number. And it was like, 
we then showed my mom because we just have this connection and my mom was like what are you doing like this is creeping me out are you faking oh. and we're like no we're really not we're just that connected uh and then recently when we were playing games for christmas cards against humanity or like any of those things nice. or anything where it's like charades we always team up because like we have that weird connection that's like twin brain uh, Cards Against Humanity is an interesting point too because like you uh, really learn so much about how your family's humor <laughs> has uh, yeah. evolved over time and it's been a while since I played it in all honesty but I remember there was one family gathering where there was definitely my family and, and other relatives playing and <laughs> some of us may have been stoned not everybody but uh, maybe I, I, I could vouch at least that I was and I was laughing my ass off for about three three hours straight mm. and it's wonderful to have that kind of experience where you're just like learning so much about how crude mm. your father's humor is which it already <laughs> was no, no, the, but it's just reconfirmed dad dad is the gross one in my family and uh, when we played cards against humanity last thanksgiving not this past one the one before it and mom because you know there are the add this plus this equals this um cards against humanity <laughs> the two first mom literally throws down and this i have this is still kind of like scarred me she goes oh god um <laughs> vikings plus my bleached asshole equals my sex life yeah oh, the room lost it like like that was just like bike drop okay game's over yep never played this again yeah. <laughs> you won you won you won exactly now That's i'm just picturing your dad with a viking helmet no, down no. Please, 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 back to america they moved back to america a year before i did so i stayed a year on my own and they moved back so yeah they're in, up in westchester so they're same here. town as the original same county different town what cool. county are you are in you westchester you're westchester okay mm -hmm. gotcha so you have the 914 and i'm stuck with the 845 it's all good it's I get all good it. it's all good I <laughs> we think. Talk about it. we'll, 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 we'll talk later okay. um but more importantly you're in england for the first time on your own what mm. were you up to that year um, Where was your head at? Oh, God. Being it, independent. Oh, like that. Gosh, these questions are so good. It was really hard <laughs> for me being on my own, like going from family mm. unit intact so tight to not. And our school is a combination of day students and boarding students. And so the transition from being seven years a, or six years a day student uh, to boarding was hard because you had all your weekends with people you didn't really know that well. So oh I didn't God. like Talk it. Talk about a total flip. Yeah, Jesus. I was like, whoa. Uh, so I didn't like it at all. And they had um, dorm parents. Um, dorm parents? So were they of, like actual parents or were they like glorified? Um, <laughs> like oh an RA. Guys, an RA. RA. Residential uh, assistant. Advisor. Advisor? Like a stricter RA. Uh-huh. So one night, you know, a group of That's gals, <laughs> you know, wanted to have some fun in their room, got some alcohol. And there were people who were of like legal drinking age because 
It's like 16 over there. Or right. Mm-hmm. You can drink when you're 16. Mm-hmm. So there are people in the room who could drink. Um, and they had security cameras like in the hallways of the dorm. So they could see like when we were moving between rooms and, mm. you know, they call us in to interrogate us after they discover we've been drinking and all this stuff. And it was just hard moving from parents who are so trusting of me to air quotes parents who just thought everything I did was like me trying to defy them and like break the rules, which is opposite um so not only did i not know my fake parents in this weird setup but they also didn't inherently trust me which really bothered me so it took a long time the second half of the year i started to make like friends in the dorm and i started to feel like i fit in but again the through line of the story is i'm shy and i take a while to get to know and i was more comfortable with my own family so it wasn't easy sounds like it gave you uh, great confidence to at least be able to try something on your own. Uh, but then, you know, when you finally got back to more normalcy, I imagine it felt amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the comfort that, you know, especially, you know, when what? How old were you when that was happening? Sorry. So I was 18. So yeah. I was a senior. Oh. So um, in that. But when you're at that age, regardless of experience, you're yeah. still like you're, you're not quite of, ready for. But, so how did you deal with the separation? I mean, how mm-hmm. did you deal with that like sudden loss of home? Luckily, this is an important part of the story, you're allowed to select a weekend family, like someone that you know. So my best friend, her and her family would take me on the weekends. And so that ended up being my safe place because she would drive me to their house on a Friday. Our ritual every Friday was we'd pick up this very specific loaf of bread from Tesco's, which is like a supermarket over there. Oh, I know about Tesco's. Oh, great. Let's go in on Tesco's in a minute. (laughs) Tesco's is great. I got Um, got a dog toy from Tesco's in hmm. like... Uh, Hungerford. Hungerford. I don't know where that is. Don't worry about it. It's like <laughs> not, nothing good happened there. Trust. Trust. Continue. It could have been Waitrose, but I th- it could have been Waitrose, but I think it was Tesco's, and it was called Tiger Bread, and the crust was seasoned what? just so. Tiger Bread. Excuse me. Tiger Bread. It, wait. So was it seasoned with paprika? Why was it? Yeah. Why was it called, why was it called I don't Tiger? Know. I actually don't know. It was it's the like mo- a wheat. It's like two different colors, stripes bread oh. was it not striped bread it's so funny it looked like just a regular loaf so but, not marble but cake. had like a tangy crust to it and we oh. would just buy the loaf because her and i oh. both love this bread now. we would buy the loaf we would slice it up and we would put olive oil and salt on a plate and just like dunk oh, that straight that after so school it looks delicious i'm looking at google images oh. right now because i cheated and it looks <laughs> wonderful pass around pass around the page. i will Gimme. i will it just looks like really crisp and colorful yeah, so like as you can see, like the loaf is kind of crackled. The inside of the bread is incredibly soft. Oh my god, that looks like angel food in bread form. Yeah, it is quite an airy like bread. Sandy. I approve. I'm not, I'm I'm a bread fan. So I think my hobby during that time was like eating bread and watching CSI New York forensic porn, because there would be those montages where it's like. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking at this blood, blood sample. sample. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and the, the bones aren't telling me I'm everything. I'm looking at this sample. <laughs> <laughs> the testing room <laughs> Yeah. Like the testing room is always green or blue. Yeah. They can barely see shit on these shows. And we yeah. found it. The evidence. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, Montage. Do I have to turn up the brightness on my television? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, this is great um let's take a quick break and when we return we should get down to business and chat about these clips you brought because i'm getting very excited um 
So we shall do so after this break. <laughs> this word from RFP on Lost and Rewound. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 non-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air, so please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Welcome back to the show. And thank you for sticking around and joining us on this go around. If you want to listen to any of our old episodes, they are all over the web, wherever you get your podcasts. I do believe that is the phrase that they're using out there in the world. Find us on Podomatic and iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify and go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash L-A-R. That's our profile page. Catherine Grand is our guest this week on LNR. We also have Kay Dunn. We got a tale of two cats killing it here on to Catherine's as I say in the UK Catherine Catherine with Catherine with an F Catherine. sound Catherine yeah mm-hmm. okay Catherine. so you'll be Catherine and you'll be <laughs> Catherine Catherine no we're both Catherine we're both ca- oh, no, yes. we're, bo- we're both yeah. Catherine 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 <laughs> This is great. Okay. Tonight um, on Radio Free Brooklyn, the two Catherines <laughs> duel. <laughs> Brought the tale of two Catherines. Okay. Cinderella. Uh, tell us what's up, what's up since Cinderella 2005, Miss Acting Kid. Oh, yes. Sadly, this is only an audio, but got braces in that clip. You have uh, braces on as Cinderella? No, I'm not Cinderella in this. So I am a delicate damsel. That's all. Oh, okay. What the fuck so, is a delicate damsel? It's an extra part. In their adaptation of, of Cinderella that they're taking from, I think Delicate Damsel was in that script. Rogers and Hammerstein? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Ten minutes ago, I saw you. I pulled up a blah, 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 blah. Damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, you guys Shut up. have a terrifying knowledge of Roger and Hammerstein. Um, well, I was a prince in Cinderella myself when I was nine Oh, that's or right. 10. You and Lauren Killer totally yeah, flipped on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked yeah, about that. I'm not, I'm not going through that again. That is a feeling that I cannot replicate i will say this that was somewhat magical to hear on the air let's hear the magic from uh england in 2005 (laughs) tell me about your travels your I slew a few dragons, rescued a few princesses, outwitted a few magicians. <laughs> Usual things. it all terribly disturbing. (laughs) I'm sure the prince was supposed 
to dance with me next. Why would you think that? Isn't it obvious? It's obvious that I would be his perfect companion. You? <laughs> but darling, sophistication is of the prime importance. Excuse me, but breeding is essential. <laughs> no, connections. One must have connections. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Do you really think that he'll choose connections over breeding? Breeding is for horses. <laughs> if you're looking for breeding, you need look no further. My point? Exactly. <laughs> this is a travesty. He can't go off with a nobody. He needs a somebody. He needs a real woman. He needs me. Um, oh, I mean, amazing. Oh my that was God. amazing. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy. Oh, I'll speak to that. They're all kids. It's just weird. They're all what? American. Everybody in that... It, it, was no, everybody for, in this no, production? One girl, except for one girl. Okay. Um, in that clip, there's someone who was... From the Philippines, from Spain. Okay. From. Oh, I only caught the Spanish accent. Um, Portugal, from Sweden, and then the rest were American. Okay. And the prince is Swedish. Interesting. Yeah. That's a very fun international cast. All props to that wardrobe department. All the women <laughs> had had feathers Seriously, on their head. I did not catch the feathers until about halfway through that. Opening How could dialogue. you not see a feather? No, no, it was it wasn't until the head turned, and I was like, "What the hell is it?" Oh my god, it's part of the costume. Yeah, it's it was pretty far out. Uh, I know that scene that it, we, as we spoke about it before, uh, that is the exact same production I am familiar with. And it is wonderful to see a handsome Swedish uh, high school kid uh, doing what a pipsqueak nine, ten-year-old was doing uh, just as well. Oh, my I God, so I, a few dragons. I'm shorter than every single girl in that show, by the way. Do they call girls hoes in that, too? Sophisticated. This is a sophisticated time. You don't call uh, them a hoe. I will, yeah, I will call them a whore. No, that, what? But the costuming in that was, um, like, was like on par with many amateur productions of like Gilbert and Sullivan sure. the city and stuff. I mean, sure. na happening now. So you guys were in high school. Yeah. You guys are <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in my head right now because you had a much bigger part in the same production. Uh, I was a theater kid, but not a great theater kid. I, oh, 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 excuse me. What does a great <laughs> theater kid mean? What is like, how can you qualify? You either do theater or you don't. And like, if you don't want to do theater, fine. But if you do, like, you're no better or worse than anybody else. You're all doing a show together and because your parents wanted you to either get out of the house or allowed you to get out of the house to do it. it says the lead in Cinderella. When I was nine, I didn't even have a rat tail by that point. So there. So there. <laughs> Pre-rat tail. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Elon just did a uh, wonderful No You Didn't Shimmy. A sassy, a sassy, sassy twist. twist. Okay, let me ask you this. Was everybody uh, in that was in this clip also a delicate damsel? Because you, you yes. full disclosure, you, you very, very kindly cut up two scenes. There was the first scene of which we mentioned, of which was the dance with you and the prince, and then the second one where you're talking to all these bevies, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> if they call them back then. And down right front center. You, you were down right center. Seat right on stage. I guess you could say I was the lead delicate In that scene. damsel. Okay, oh, yeah. the lead delicate damsel. Everybody was a delicate damsel, more or less, though. <laughs> yes. And so uh, you... Uh, may have had the carte blanche if you, that is the right term to create your own character to create mm -hmm. your own mm -hmm. uh, way of looking at the world mm -hmm. it seemed like er everybody else on the stage was doing so as well mm -hmm. correct mm -hmm. absolutely okay so what <laughs> could I ask what, what what was your delicate damsel supposed to be about 
like her take. Yeah. Do you did you remember do you remember like coming up with the take? I remember improvising in rehearsal and doing, you know, my style of performance is a lot of eye rolling and facial expressions and you know, I just do that constantly. And so when we were rehearsing, I brought a lot of that to how I delivered my lines and then, you know, I'm the only one who's doing like that horse sound effect when we're Ouch. calling other women horses, which Breeding is Breeding is for horses. <laughs> <laughs> horses. And so I did the horse sound effect. So like most productions I was in, I was actually in one production later that I don't have footage from that mm. we got to improvise a lot of the script, which was really fun. Oh, nice. Because I got to make really bold character choices Great. and make up my own lines. And I yeah. love that. That's so, um, that's rich. Which was really cool. But I think with this, yeah, she was just highly judgmental. So I just was trying to take everything that we did have and just put it to the nth degree. I have to ask if Croc Files had some improvisational <laughs> tactics running through. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part is I looked up he died the following year after oh, we made this no. yeah. yeah but but um, Steve, Steve Irwin, Irwin. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. so his show was on TV you know we got different channels there different shows there were Croc Files was something that was on and I'd seen it with a couple of my siblings so a lot of the stuff we would do because I wouldn't get huge parts in the plays and didn't love the plays we were doing we wanted to create oh. our own stuff so we did tons of home movies and a lot of times my sister would direct and then i would star i love her directing me because we make each other laugh so much i'm kind of like the doll and like i'll do whatever she says um and then my younger brother is in this too and so in this i'm steve Irwin, and my little brother is the wife um of steve Irwin. (laughs) i think her name is i forget um she's american that's a weird name i forget her name is i forget I forget Erwin. Maybe she's Irish. I forget. You forget Erwin. <laughs> but yes, heavily improvised. Everything we did was initial premise of an idea, and then we just make it up as and, we went. And, and remind, remind us, you were in eighth grade. I think so. Okay. Welcome to Croc Files! On today's episode of Croc Files, we're going to be looking at injured animals! Two million, two million animals die a day. Half of them are killed by me. Shh! I got your puppy! Oh, it's a tree of beauty, an emerald garden snake. I really don't think they're dangerous, but I'm not really sure. They tend to um, coil around their prey, but I don't really think it's going to do that to me. We might as well 
absorb the nature here. Let's look for some tree animals. Look at this beauty. It's a tree frog. Look at this. Okay, when its snout, its face, right in front of the eyes, touches your face, you get highly poisoned. Look at this. Look at this. I'm going to try to find another one, okay? okay. Oh. Ah! Whoa! Did you poison me with that frog? No, no, the frog the frog was so scary, he just jumped up at you. They can be kind of jumpy, y'all. <laughs> doink, doink, doink. Better keep this for later. What was that? Um, better watch out. Yeah, yeah, better be careful. We're about to go into a lake where we're going to see lots of wildlife. You go first. What'd you see? Nothing. Alright, okay. Let's go in together. Okay. One, two, three. This is the last turtle of its species. If someone was to kill this or take its skin off, the species would be, would be gone. We'll see it. You ate the whole turtle! We just had lunch! I want to eat early dinner. It's one o'clock! Dinner is at six! We always have dinner at six! It's only five more hours. Alright, uh, you go and see what you can find. I'll have a dip! How his skin feels. He doesn't like you. Can I just touch him, please? Fine! Remember, his skin can be sold for a lot of money in the shops. Okay. So we don't want to take that. It's beautiful. Alright, go ahead. But boy, this has been Croc Files on endangered and injured animals. <laughs> that is a laugh to end all laughs, I think. The, the childhood ham is strong in you. Okay, done. Amazing. You were enraptured the whole time. I was watching you. Have I'm just shocked to see children following game. Like... Look at that. They followed a game. It was one clear game. How amazing is that? Yep. Right? I can't even get that out of adults sometimes. Yeah, you teach improv uh, quite quite abundantly, and getting adults to find their inner kid can uh, evidently be more of a challenge than one would think. No, that's not the problem. It's hitting one fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> Agreeing on one game. Anyway. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's hard for me to sometimes do that. Like, just pick one thing and keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. But that was so simple. Nice a, heightening. We all agree, right? That it's common among improvisers trying to return to that place of just like being able to free play. 
that is a wonderful example of it. It's wonderful to see siblings, you know, creating and being just silly together. I would get yeah. I would get very silly on the recorder with my sister, but you know the that was in his own. But that was never videotaped. Clearly, your sister uh, really enjoyed uh, directing because she had some very good uh, pan ins and outs. And who did the editing? So we didn't have any editing software. My sister got really good at, you know, running back on tape that we didn't like. Oh, my God. Editing in the camera. We were editing in the camera. That's That's amazing. That's hardcore. That's awesome. Especially for that age. So that happened. That was like a post-editing. What what, what happened? The intro, there's like a graphic and it's you and your brother. What's your brother's name? That's Jim. Jim, you and your brother Jim. And then there's like little Jim. And then how would you say it was like superimposed a photo of you kind of like a nice art project, if you will. What did you, what did she do? A montage. Um, so my parents have turned like pretty much all of our recorded stuff into like different DVDs. Like we had a company in England edit them all Aww. together. And for our home videos, they did the same thing. Nice. So those editors oh put my together. God, so it's like a legit edited. Well, yeah. So got so the the actual know. piece is not edited. The only thing added is this visual treatment ah, at the start. I love it. Your brother, who's uh, performing as we mentioned, very on game. Uh, what is he doing now? For full um, um, disclosure, he, he just graduated from college this past week. Cool. So he is continuing to train to be an actor. Oh, nice. Um, oh, yeah, which awesome. is why I was willing to use a clip with him in it you know i didn't ask my sister for anything with her and i together because mm. he will be an actor his face will be everywhere and i want to get him in sisterly the- support love it <laughs> so jim grant you're uh now also featured on this show whether you know it or not i guess you will effectively so. he jim would grant. love that he would jim love grant that. who will soon be famous jim grant. yeah yes he's very talented and he's the singer dancer actor so he has it all when you were triple threat, pre- triple threat. Pre- yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know that type. That was not me. I, I envy that type. I, I, I kind of envy that type too. I love them to death. Um, lizards, lots of lizard toys. Yeah, here. Ooh, you good had, call. You had a lot of lizard toys to uh, at, at your disposal, which I imagine might have helped. I don't know if it was because you loved the show or because you just had. Uh, is it stood a lot of toys that led you to doing this? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. with six kids, just a lot of. T- toys yeah. of different varieties so a lot of our movies featured beanie babies a lot of our movies featured wwe wrestling buddies so we uh, we would a lot of times please, like stretch armstrongs <laughs> i think we had like a hulk hogan one and then yes. another one that i can't recall um yeah. but we ended up basing a lot of movies off of props right that we had um but i don't know the croc files idea you know we had this army jacket from like my grandfather and then i think yeah. we had the animal toys and we thought this would be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, done. We've got our props. Done. We've got our costumes. We're set. Let's listen to our final clip in this one. Fast forward two years. My sister Sheila and I have shared a room for almost our entire lives. We now currently share a room still. Not a room, but an apartment. And we, Flatmates. we had some creative differences with our brothers on the kind of movies they wanted to make, the kind of movies we wanted to make. So we started the Catherine and Sheila show. And anytime we were punchy, didn't want to go to sleep, would kind of riff and film stuff in our bedroom and it's all very random can spectrum everything from very dada-esque to very literal and clear and i sort of didn't get my sister's permission of anything of her so i've stitched together stuff of me saying random mumbo jumbo but you kind of get a flavor for what we found funny at that time <laughs> and without further ado our uh, final third and final clip for this episode is the Catherine and sheila show from 2007 Catherine. I'm Catherine. Wait, wait a second. You guys, what is the theme for this week? I'm so sorry, guest. Sheila, what is it? Let's look for some clues. 
they all have electricity. Somewhat, but kind of not really montage time. Electricity. 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 <laughs> Sheila's doctor stated that Sheila could not continue with her montages this week. She just has to lay low, calm down. And so, my thought on the matter is, tough cookie, Sheila, no one cares. Secret montage, secret montage time. Secret montage, secret montage. I was too hard on Sheila. She's quite a complex creature. Yes, yeah, yes. You're right. Call in now with your answers on if I should forgive. First caller. Um, hi, is that you, Catherine? This is me. Hello? Hello? Okay, she's gone. Second caller, you're on with me. Hey, is that you, Catherine? It's me. Hello? Oh, hey, 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 sorry, oh, you're Kevin. still there, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Um, I think you should forgive Sheila, because, like, you know, you guys are so close, and, you know, you guys have a tight bond, so I think you should just sort of, you know, forgive her and let it go. Good point. <laughs> Thanks to all my callers, I've decided to forgive her! Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> The look on your face. Yeah, I don't know. This, all right, just for just for our listeners, Elon's face is pricelessly shocked, and the, and, and Catherine Grant's dive at the camera did, did for what is a positive end message. Did you invent Instagram stories? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! There's really something to that, isn't there? Well, I mean, there's no captions or like funny little graphics, but like the way in which like you were making these short vignettes, like it's like a Vine compilation or something. And Inside what, my life. And what I took out is our style is we would just pass the camera back and forth. So we would just improvise a scene and oh we would just say like, God. line, 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 line. We <laughs> have something that's kind of in the lore as like the best Catherine and Sheila show clip, which uh -huh. is when her, really her, she should be on the show. She invents this rap and like we took one of those keyboards, you know, as like the preset songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just invents like eight different tracks off of the pre-recorded oh sounds on awesome. the keyboard. Definitely awesome. got to meet her. Yeah. yeah no, that needs to happen. Um, it would be really fun to, to show you guys that one. It's ridiculous. I know. You both need to come on together. That's got to be a she, thing. Sheila Grant, uh, you're on notice. You're coming back. Uh, <laughs> coming you're, in. She, you're, you're coming, coming in. Catherine's coming, coming back. You gave us even more that you made later on that we didn't even have time to get to today. I just pulled anything I could find. It was a project at my parents' house just pulling any video I could find of me. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to like do something like this again and go even later because there's one that we like were- Like more recent or earlier? Uh, earlier. Yeah. Like there's one where I was, my sister and I actually traded off being Sacagawea in a Lewis and Clark like school project. Sacagawea? Sacagawea is actually- Excuse me? The proper pronunciation. That's, that was the relearning of her. Well, yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. Did you know this, Don? No, but I don't doubt it.
Sacagawea. 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 Okay. How so the there's f- how the fuck do we fuck that up? America, what the fuck? I don't know. Because there's still a Sacagawea. We still it, celebrate Columbus Day. Like we're mm, fucking up a lot. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Uh, happy Memorial Day, everybody. No. Um, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here on your Lost... face, your face, no, no. K. Grant. Catherine Grant's face of horror kind of surmised the entire show. <laughs> That's a good smile you have, by the way. Even when in that clip that like you clearly were very happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, like that's like the, the, the face of someone who gets their braces off and just wants to show their teeth off <laughs> right. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So true. It was a, it was a long struggle. <laughs> the struggle is real. Struggle um, is real. Are you struggling now? <laughs> Teeth wise, are you I sure? still wear my retainer every night. Uh, oh, really? That that never leaves you. Yeah. No. Fuck. Yeah. That's awful. I I did you did it give you headaches? Because I remember the the palate extender and the thing yes. just giving me headaches Definitely. and just hating my life. And I still I kept all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. I have the for key. for self flagellation for like. If my kid asked, if I have a kid and they ask, and they're like, what's a headgear? Maybe You're it changes. Like, it's this. Know. This is what you have to look forward to. <laughs> I think I like scrapbooking things, and I saw it as like a, it was a memento of growing up. Ah. You are certainly one for uh, keeping mementos around, and you have a very, very sharp memory for many details, and that is a very helpful strength to have to being on this show. Thank you for being yeah. here Thank on this you. edition of Thank you. So Ring much Man. fun. Yeah. Before we go, uh, Instagram, or where can people follow if they want to know more about any shows? My Instagram handle is Catherine Ann Grant, and uh, yeah, I post about shows on there, so that's the best way. Nice. Catherine and Grant here on Lost and Rewound and Catherine and Dunn, right? Oh, it's it? weird that you knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right? I didn't think you knew Dunn. that. She could be heard every <laughs> Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. for her Dunn Son, a storytelling show with her co-host Greg. And she could be also heard 7 to 8 p.m. on Saturdays with Faceboy and Juno for Art Star Scene Radio. Will Hasty is exploring the world of film with his TV series Polarity. If you have Why, not, thank you. if you have not gone on uh, Instagram and followed it, you can follow at what is it the handle? It show official is uh, polarity underscore official, mm-hmm. or you can see the more personal show updates on will hasty. A reminder that if you want to donate any money to Radio Free Brooklyn, you should do so. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And Radio Free Brooklyn does have an after-school program called Radio Free Brooklyn Teen Squad Live for local teenagers where they will be learning media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. And it's all happening right here in the rec room. It's a fantastic facility and a fantastic program. If you want to donate to or participate to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash teen squad and again remember all your donations are tax deductible i'm alon danziger thanks again for joining me and the whole team here at lost and rewound we'll be back next thursday from 3 to 4 p.m right here on radio free brooklyn We have a McDonald's toy that we that my dad keeps with us and brings out on every family vacation. Okay. Who knows? It doesn't make a sound. It's just hideous. Oh, is that just like it's like his gross? It's like his little inside joke. Yeah, no. Gotcha. And he'll put it like in a place like Christmas morning. He'll hide it somewhere. (laughs) Okay. Waiting for us to find it. Yeah, we're on the same page. Very ready, K Dog. Oh, those people are terrible. Let's kill all of them.